better or worse, the relationship between science, film, and media has long been intertwined. We're here to dissect that relationship, turning it inside out for all to see. And throughout the years, one truth has revealed itself. You don't need good science to make a good movie. But it sure makes it better. Hi everyone, and welcome to The Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name's Kenan Smith, and this week, Pace will be saying the funny thing for the opening. <laughs> That's right. My name is Sean Crossan, and I'm just going to hand it right over to Pace. Pace? Hey. Pace? Thanks, Sean. I'm Michael Pace, and today I am <laughs> I am uh, erupting with pleasure to do this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so... That was lazy face. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. That wasn't the most explosive intro pace. It was more effusive. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I lavaed it. <laughs> Are you going to edit it like a laugh track here, Kevin? <laughs> I think that you all are just spewing a bunch of hot gas. Oh, my God. Pace, I'm going to have to ask you to stop making these jokes. <laughs> okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Sean? Other volca- volcano <laughs> words. I don't, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I would, uh, Come on. Let's just say that no one, no one's at fault, guys. Oh. Okay, what if, I just, what if I just said, like, magma, like Dr. Evil? Like, I got my pinky okay. liquid hot magma. That one's fun because you're doing, like, you're doing, like, an Austin Powers callback, which... Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people like Austin Powers. It's an extremely topical reference, like Kevin. Austin it's very Powers. topical. I'm surprised that you hit one of the like biggest social and pop culture beats of our time. Yeah, everyone I mean, knows it was just so easy. It was sitting ugh. right there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Yep one mm-hmm. one million dollars. Hey, Kevin, what's what's this show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is that, that's right, folks. You may have surmised from listening to us for the past 10, 15 minutes, however long it's been, that this is the real science cast and. Uh, on this podcast, we watch movies every two weeks, and then we talk about the science in those films. And this week, we watched the movie Volcano. Oh, oh, I get, I get it, I get yeah, all yeah, the yeah. jokes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they <laughs> were that, jokes. Oh. That's what they were. Yeah. So when Pace said that he was erupting with pleasure, he was talking about like so volcanoes. Um, they typically uh-huh. erupt, and then lava oh. comes out of them. We'll talk about the science there. Oh my god! Uh, and that's then I guess so funny. Pace was making a corollary that whenever he experiences pleasure, he goes oh, through the process. No, 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 Pace, give the disclaimers before Kenan don't finishes put, his don't put, of don't put words in my mouth about the correlations between my dick and volcanoes. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> All right. You know, here we go. We've started a lot of episodes talking about dicks. We should really... <laughs> Really raid that in a little bit. Yeah, Dicks sorry. And science. This is so we watched Volcano, um, and this is a podcast that um, that you're listening to. These are and the disclaimers, by the way. First listeners. and foremost, <laughs> this is a podcast about science, and mm-hmm. our show is really good for inquisitive minds mm-hmm. to, to listen to, and to for those that really just want to get down at the the deep level of understanding as to what makes our world tick what what makes what makes those what makes those gears turn in the in the in the land that is the natural world around us and so 
This is why, oh, we do that for movies, though. We watch okay. movies. Bring and we talk about the, <laughs> We talk about the science in the movies, and we'll, we'll um, uh, use some complicated uh, uh, lexicon in that really process. Really like lexicon. Really like lexicon. And we're going to... Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be vulgar in the process. So if you don't want to have immature <clears throat> personalities or words uh into into your <laughs> This is good. So this hurts me to listen to. This Sorry. Is good. I'm trying to read about the San Andreas fault while I'm doing this. So if you don't wanna hear bad words, then put then put those people away from the uh the hearing distance. Oh god! Put the, put them to sleep. Pace okay. is saying put them to sleep. Yeah. There we go. So so cursing and minutia and pace. You can't use the word lexicon next time. Yeah, you can't. Okay. I think you said lexicon. I'm gonna say a thousand times on this well, podcast. It's a good. It's a good word. We've but... done a lot of episodes, so eventually I run out of ideas. Um, mm-hmm. Tell so. me about it. Yeah. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, Sean, can you take us into the next section? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. so now that you're fully informed as to the content of our show, like like the other boys have said, we watched Volcano this week, um, and now it's time for us to do the plot summary. The way We, we do haven't that. told anybody who's in this movie. We usually do that. Tommy Lee Jones is in this film. Oh, we do do that first, don't we? I said Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, Don so Cheadle is also in this movie. Let me ra- let me do my classic top six people on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes rattle mm-hmm. off. So we got mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. We got Anne Heech? Heche. Heche? Heche? It's, it's Heche is Spanish for milk. No, that's okay. Leche. We, we got Heche. We got Don Cheadle. We got Jacqueline Kim. Nice. We got Keith David. And then we got John Corbett, who is there to be like an additional antagonist other than the fucking volcano, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah. Also, importantly, John Carroll Lynch is in this film. Mm, yes. He plays, uh, and he plays Stan. <laughs> he, plays, he plays Stan Marsh. Okay. So those are the people. This movie came out in 1997. If you didn't it guess, did. it's about a fucking volcano. But we're going to go over the plot summary. So... The way we do this is two of us are going to roll. Ken did the plot last time, so Pace and I are going to roll our D20s. Pace. And I'm ready. I see Pace getting a D20. Here we go. I'm ready. We're going to roll it. All right. Well, Sean, what'd you get? I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, fuck. You rolled a one? <laughs> yeah. Roll oh, a D6, got, you ding dong. I got an 11. <clears throat> Ken, I don't have a D6 in here. Oh, do you want me do to you roll, mean to roll a D6 for you, Sean? Yeah, if you got one. Yeah, you I got Pace. I did it last time and I cursed him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not again. Are you kidding me? I got a one. Hold on. <laughs> I did. Oh, shit. I did. I'm so okay. sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't I think we've minutes. rolled a single thing other than ones so far. We made this rule where the time we get to explain the plot of the movie is going to be a D6 plus one. So we roll a dice and whatever the number is, we add one to it. And that's how much time we've rolled one every single time since we've instilled this new rule. I mean, the point was to keep the plot summary down in time. So like it's fucking working, I guess. Yeah, it gives us more time to, I don't know, talk about fucking volcano puns. (laughs) (laughs) That's time well spent. All right. Let me get my timer ready. All right, do you so want I'm, about to, I'm about to fucking go through this plot. I think Sean's going to time himself. I'm going to I'm going to prepare correctly for for his summary. Okay. Wow. Oh. That's frosty. a crispy What you drinking there, so Kenneth? Crispy boy. 
Uh, cold and refreshing Tecate. Oh, that sounds... Pick it up at your great. local grocery store or gas station or I guess pretty much wherever. <laughs> Is this episode sponsored by Tecate? This episode sponsored by Tecate. Hey, don't, don't say that. They didn't actually sponsor us. Or as every uh, white ra- waitress in every Mexican restaurant you've ever been to says, Oh, Tecate? Oh, Tecate? <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to do this plot. Are you ready? Oh, yes. I was born ready. Okay, here we go. All right, Tommy Lee Jones is sort of just like the king of L.A. He's in charge of the Department of <laughs> Emergency Management, I believe. And that right. essentially what happens is there is a uh, seismic event that causes a huge gas leak and it injures or it kills seven workers who are working underground. This is sort of like the catalyst for the whole movie where everyone's like, what happened? Is this steam? Is this gas? What's going on? Turns out uh, there's a fucking volcano underneath L.A. that is just starting to erupt. So literally the entire movie is Tommy Lee Jones just ordering everybody in L.A. around to Mm -hmm. just stop the fucking flow of lava from this volcano. So he's there with his he's got a daughter. He kind of doesn't pay enough attention to her. He works really hard. (laughs) Uh, She gets injured in the fire from the volcano. He sends her over to the hospital and they basically have this whole effort to stop this big flow of lava going down one of the streets they're able to do this, and then they realize that, oh shit, there's more lava flow traveling under the city through the subway tunnels, and it's heading towards the hospital where I just sent my daughter and all of the injured people from this volcano. In order to stop this flow of lava, they're like, there's too much, we don't have time to make a barricade, we have to like divert it to the sea somehow so the lava will flow into the ocean. The way they do this is they blow up a fucking building precisely Mm -hmm. and have it fall in an exact angle to divert the flow of lava away from this hospital and into the ocean and it of course works flawlessly and that is the entire plot of volcano (laughs) yeah that was pretty you have you have summed up everything that happens in this film yeah i mean we're going to talk about some specific scenes but basically the whole movie since i have 10 seconds left is them just trying to deal with a volcano exploding in la Mm mm-hmm and uh, I, I thought that really was good. Well, yeah. To be honest, they made it really easy because the movie is a volcano exploding and people dealing with it. That is the whole thing. It really is. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, dialogue of substance in this film. Yeah. All the subplots are terrible. They're pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can talk Stan. about. I was going to say Stan's the best one. <laughs> but yeah, we can definitely talk about some of the really shitty subplots along the way. All right. So, guys. Yes. How do you want to how do you want to dive into this? I feel like we should address the the main premise of the movie, like the fact that there's a volcano that is forming and exploding in LA. Yeah. I you know what? Sean, that's yeah, a Pace. good that's a good idea to talk about. And I think so, that people should know what a volcano is. Okay. First, right. we have to define volcano, right, Kenan? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's your favorite thing to do. Just <laughs> like define is. shit, I guess. I love to define <laughs> shit. Hit it, Webster. Pace has a large lexicon of volcano-related <laughs> words. That's not really true, but um, I'm going to do my best. He so, has a diverse cornucopia of volcano-adjacent ooh. terminology. Cornucopia makes you think of uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know why. Um, yeah, no, me too. Um, okay. But anyways, Pace, tell us about volcanoes. Well, the Earth is composed of things called tectonic plates, right? These are gigantic masses of 
rock and earth and other metals and soil and all of those things that cover the earth. Uh, but they are essentially all floating upon magma or lava or liquid melted rock and hot gas and other bullshit. Magma. Right? Oh, sorry, and... Pace, I think you meant magma. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. If you could please hold your pinky up to your mouth while you say it also. Magma. Thank you. Okay, audience, um, he, he did it. He did it. We can't do visual comedy. We can't well, we do can visual just bring comedy. The, we'll just bring the audience in. I'll just tell them. So, bring them now, space. here's the thing. The, the mm-hmm. lava that is floating below the tectonic plates is actually lighter than the plates themselves. So whenever there is a region of two of the plates that allows for the eruption or emergence of said lava we have what's called a volcano. Um, and and so this can emerge in a lot of different ways uh, in regards to the kind of shape or like structural variety of the volcano itself. Um, but that's, ju- that's just kind of the premise. Um, and all of these sort of eruptive products and their accumulation and expulsion into the atmosphere uh, is what happens in the case of a volcano. <clears throat> I think it's also important to note that um because i didn't necessarily think about this but this is something that was pointed out when we were doing some research volcanoes aren't just magma coming up from below the crust like there's actually magma that's within the crust of the earth that works its way up into pockets and stuff so it's not like every volcano has magma just shooting up from like the mantle of the earth right good Um, point sean i mean i guess it technically did at some point but it's like stuck in pockets within the crust a lot of the time so yes Yes, this is true. I I think, and so with Los Angeles, um, now California is known for its earthquakes, right? Yes. And that's because the San Andreas Fault uh, runs north-south almost the length of the entire state. Um, uh, But the thing is, the San Andreas Fault is a unique type of interaction between the two types of plates, the tectonic plates uh, that meet along kind of the north-south line of California. Um, And so the type of fault which exists there is kind of like imagining uh, two tectonic plates that are just kind of like rubbing up against one another, just like getting, Mm -hmm. just just like rubbing rubbing up, up. really Just just like they're just kissing. Right, and so they're they're touching, but and they're but they're on the same level. Like it's an equal relationship. This is like an equal partnership where both plates just want to just want to kiss, and they only want to kiss with like mouth to mouth, lip to lip, and they're also the same height, which is important because mm-hmm. whenever you have you know two tectonic plates and one's taller than the other one, it creates a power imbalance. And so whenever you have a power imbalance where one tectonic plate shifts below the other one, and things start to get a little crunchier that's when you have a lot of the formation of volcanoes. And this type of tectonic plate interaction is what occurs in Washington State, um, where I think Mount St. Helens, Helen, is it plural Helens, Mm -hmm. erupted in 1980. And so that being said, that's why the type of interaction between the two tectonic plates that form the San Andreas Fault uh, is not thought to lead to the formation of volcanoes. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing that's important to think about is like actually how volcanic eruptions form as well. 
because like it, there there are a lot of different types of volcanic eruptions that are out there and if you want the full list you can look them up of course but um they range actually pretty widely in size so like there are uh like there are lava flows that come out of fissures in the ground like in iceland that aren't really truly volcanoes or you have places like in hawaii where small like much smaller volcanoes are like uh lava fountains basically appear out of what are known as fissure vents and fissure vents kind of form uh along lines at which you have these faults or lines at which volcanic activity is possible and so what we're seeing in this movie theoretically could be like a small lava fountain, even though there's an explosion for some reason, I guess building up under the city or whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But the reason that you actually get volcanoes forming is because along these fissures or along an area where there's a lot of lava, um, these are typically called like curtains of fire because they're actually very long. You get these, uh, this magma bubbling up in very concentrated areas, and then those form cones. And that's how you get volcanoes. So Mount St. Helens was actually formed from you know hundreds of thousands of years of volcanic activity along a fissure, but those fissures don't exist anymore, and all the lava comes out of Mount St. Helens whenever there's volcanic activity. That's, right. that's an important point to make, Kenan, because <clears throat> the... Well, hold on. Pause. Curtains... You say curtains of flame? Mm-hmm. Fire. That's the Curtains of Fire. Curtains of Fire is Avenged Sevenfold's next album. Um, but also, <laughs> that was good. I'll take that. Also, uh, something else we should talk about is is the um, the t- the time scale in which the volcano erupts in Los Angeles, which is over about three days. Um, yeah, yeah, which that is, is very fast. good point. So, like, there are different types of volcanic eruptions. So, like. Most people are familiar with Mount Vesuvius near Pompeii because it like pr- destroyed that whole city in Italy and mm-hmm. preserved it, stuff like that. Volcanoes like Pompeii tend to have explosive eruptions where they essentially just shoot a bunch of gas, shoots up hot ma- uh, magma and ash into the sky. Mm-hmm. But there are also ones like kind of mentioned in uh, Hawaii where you have effusive eruptions where it's just seeping of magma out of a fissure. And in this movie, we get, like, both all the time. (laughs) Like, it's really weird. So, because the idea is that, like, if if there's so much high-pressure gas underground, then as soon as there is a way for it to escape, it's going to explode, right? And that is what happens is it brings all this magma with it, and the gas explodes. But once that's done... It's not that, you know, there's not going to be more lava or something like that, but you're not going to have, like, massive and massive quantities of lava just seeping out. You, if you have gas propelling it, the gas is shooting all the lava up, you know? You're not going to yeah. just have, like, seeping gas to the extent that they had in this movie. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, the the lava that's in this film is, like, they're they're trying to make it akin to you know, a lot of what happened in other larger explosions. I mean, you mentioned Vesuvius, granted the things that killed a lot of people in Vesuvius were pyroclastic flow rather than lava, but which we can talk about, but can it was pyroclastic flow? I want to define it in just a second. I want to finish my point. Uh No. So the, what I was going to say though, is you're making the point that it's less volume, right? I mean, the effusive eruption that we have in here that looks like it should be along a fissure vent has less than half of the, uh, overall volume of magma usually than a, an actual volcanic eruption. All right. It's a pyroclastic flow. 
The reason it's called pyroclastic flow is because airborne fragments from a volcanic eruption are known as pyroclasts. The pyroclastic flow in general kind of refers to this amalgamation of fragmented material that comes out of a volcano, specifically a volcanic eruption. Um, it doesn't matter kind of what it's made of, what the size is, and doesn't matter what the composition is, but it collectively refers to gases, volcanic matter, rocks, and everything else that comes out of the, comes out of the cone. It moves very, very quickly because it's, uh, as Sean mentioned, gases are building up in the cone. They come up out of the top of the volcano, then they settle. But as they're coming down, they're pushing sedimentation, gases, uh, all sorts of really, really, really hot ash uh, out from the surface of the volcano up to speeds of about 430 miles per hour. Um, and these gases can reach temperatures of 1,000 degrees Celsius. Um, so they effectively That's cook and destroy hot. <laughs> everything in their path. Yeah. There's... Okay. Let's relate some shit to the movie now. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the beginning of this movie is all about the fucking explosions of shit. Mm-hmm. So like I don't think they've uh, captures the scale of how fucking hot this shit is. <laughs> so no. like no. when when you get like hot gases just because it's not like just because it doesn't look tangible like it doesn't look like a liquid or a liquid metal it's still like particles of really, really fucking hot shit touching you. And when I say really, really hot shit, I mean like really, really, really hot shit, like way hotter than steam or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like these people would be bursting into flames. Like the clothing on their bodies would be igniting just from the temperature that it was reaching, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to touch lava to burst into flames. You just have to be near hot lava or hot gas. So yeah, it's kind of wild. Also, these gases are poisonous a lot of the time. So there, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I believe there's a lot of hydrogen sulfide, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's one of the, I guess, one of the main compositions. I'm sure there's a lot of other gases too. But the point is, it's not oxygen and it's poisonous. Yeah. So it all of these gases that shoot up into the air, you know, they don't just immediately float away. They're like denser dense enough that they will settle in an area around you especially if you have like downward slope or a lot of this gas piling up Mm -hmm. so there's a scene where tommy lee jones um and uh ann i'll just call her ann we're on a first name basis now (laughs) are are sitting by like a manhole cover and they're looking down at just mm. like a shit ton of lava that's moving right underneath them. And Tommy Lee Jones like puts his hand over it and pulls it back because it's hot. There's also like gas explosions coming out of there and everything. I mean, you they would be dead just by being next to it because yeah, the I gas mean, is toxic. There's literally a scene where like Anne's, Anne and her uh, colleague go down into one of those tunnels and her colleague f- slips into a crack basically uh, as, as there's a, an, I think the aftershock of an earthquake yeah. and lava erupts out of the fissure in the ground. And she's like alive and screaming for most of it until it just yeah. like, until it, I guess cooks her and she's gone. She just disappears. And Anne is just like three feet away from her and she's fine. Yeah. There's also, she's also like literally holding her, trying to pull her out of this hole. Yes. And there's another really fucking wild phenomenon that they do in this movie, especially in that scene, Kenan, which I'm super glad you brought it up. They'll show like a fissure, like it's just a big crack in the earth forming, and then Mm -hmm. there's lava and all this gas flying up. And then about five seconds later, all of the gas just gets sucked back into the hole. And (laughs) then it stops. And you're like, I I don't understand that. 
would never happen anywhere. That's not how physics work. No, the gas is under pressure. It's released from the pressurized area. Why would it go back in there? It makes no sense at all. So it's ridiculous, but it's, I guess a plot piece to save the main characters that they need to be around for longer. Absolutely absurd. Guys, what do you think about the amount of volcano knowledge? Do you have any more volcano tidbits or should we talk about some of these wild scenes in this movie? Hmm. I think it's probably worth talking about the scene where uh, Tommy Lee Jones and the fire department and I guess his like cavalcade of disaster folks uh, get together Ugh. and they set up a bunch of concrete blocks to stop a lava flow. Okay, yeah, and, we should talk they, about that. And then they dump water on it. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> okay yeah the premise of this right is they're like we got to stop the flow of all this fucking magma which is one moving very fast by the way for how like so i mean for how viscous the magma is meaning like how thick it is and the resistance of flowing Mm -hmm. like there was actually a recent eruption in hawaii like a few years ago and i remember watching on youtube you can look this up there's like a time lapse video of like a car being consumed by lava it take it took like eight hours for the lava to move like a few feet into this car like mm-hmm. it takes like a really really long time because it's moving so slow and in this movie this lava is moving like very fucking fast for yeah. how thick it is but anyways Kenneth, the point what you're saying they take concrete blocks they make a barrier to stop the lava yep and then they spray it with a lot of water yeah. to try and cool it <laughs> which is like like i kind of get the premise but you would need so much fucking water so you much would need water an insane amount of water yeah like they're bringing helicopters in there's no way that's enough water and the firemen are standing there with hoses like they're, there's they're just literally no standing there with like their arms over the side of the concrete blocks yeah like yeah no. The water would be would... evaporating as soon as it exits the hose. That's the other like, thing. I said that while you were watching the movie. They fly helicopters over it. They literally so so they literally fly uh, helicopters that you use for uh, to fight forest fires over the top of them. But yeah. the size of the helicopters and the amount of water that they're dumping is so small compared to what modern like firefighting techniques use. Not only that, but the lava is so much hotter than even forest fires. Oh, yeah, so much hotter. And they're literally, like, spreading this water out. Like, they're effectively atomizing this water because of how close they're, like, far away they're dropping it onto the lava, and it would just immediately evaporate before it even hit the surface. Yeah, like, the first layer of water that even comes remotely close to the surface would just be, like, instantly vaporized (laughs) into into water vapor. It's just... if we're if we're sticking with the stupid plan, I buy the hose thing because that's at least a constant stream of water. But no, it's fucking insane. Yeah. So I actually did find some weird like there was some example in Iceland where Iceland had uh, like some effusive lava flowing towards a town mm-hmm. and they used a bunch of boats that were pulling up seawater and spraying them to try and stop the flow. And apparently it did. Oh, nice. But the jury's still kind of out on whether or not the eruption was also slowing down, which was able to like buy them time. Because they were uh, like, if the eruption was still going full force, it wouldn't have stopped it. But they think that the eruption was tapering off and combined with spraying it was able to like stop it from hitting this town. But they used like tons and tons of seawater, like so much more than you can carry on a fucking helicopter. Oh, There's yeah, just no for way. Sure. For so, sure. Um, 
But yeah, so that's a pretty wild thing that they tried to do. They also used like a bus, which would just melt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there's a scene. So it, you so you raise a good point about about uh, temperatures around this lava, right? I feel like this leads us directly into the scene with Stan. Okay, let's yeah, let's talk about point. it. Yeah, let's talk about so it. So Stan, oh, Stan, Stan works for the Metro Service that's in LA, uh, and he shows up a couple times. He's played by John Carroll Lynch. Um, he's good friends, I guess, with Tommy Lee Jones's character, and they're trying to build a subway line through a, another part of town. There's this like whole political subplot that nobody gives a shit about. No one gives a shit. No it's one cares. So underdeveloped. So stupid. Like. Anyway, the point is, is that Stan at some point takes it upon himself to go down and rescue some people in a subway car uh, because they've stopped. People in the subway car have all passed out because they're cooking on the subway car. There's lava flowing under it that they don't notice until they're trying to start getting people off the uh, off the cars. And then Stan is like, oh, shit, where's the driver? And so he runs up to the front of the, the subway car. Uh, finds the driver who's up there who early on we saw this driver was reading a book about how to write screenplays. So the movie was literally like, hey, this character could have a future. You should care about him. (laughs) So I loved the scene just starts with him like sitting on a bench and the book just says how to write screenplays that will sell. That's the title of the book that he's reading. They might as well have showed a picture of him like looking longingly at his daughter and his wife and being like, "Mm, can't wait to get home to my kids. Like (laughs) I'm two days away from retirement. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) And so Stan picks this dude up and he starts carrying him through the train as lava's flowing under it. And there's fucking metal melting around him like there's pieces of metal plastic melting around him his shoes are melting and eventually he makes his way to the end of the tracks and stan the man who seems like he pretty much has a desk job uh jumps directly into the lava and somehow lifts a presumably at least a 150 pound man over his head and throws him out of the lava and then as he sinks into the magma and everything about him completely dissolves into nothingness uh he gives a terminator thumbs up on his way down guys i was blown away (laughs) by this fucking scene the terminator thumbs up i was like i must have my eyes are playing tricks on me possibly just done that it was incredible oh man it was unreal wreathed in flames just the single thumbs up. The single thumbs up of Stan the man, the Metro man. So uh, for starters, Stan would have passed out way before oh, he made it yeah, to the end of the absolutely. train. Absolutely. It would have been yeah. so hot, his brain would have started cooking. He would have been able to draw breath. He would have absolutely passed out. Suffocated um, as well. Yeah, also the cart wouldn't be melting from the roof down. It's sitting in lava. It would be completely just like... Yeah melting in the lava best case scenario the roof would be pretty fucking hot because they're sitting in a tube full of lava yeah with nowhere for the heat to go they literally say later on in the film as lava's running under the sewers or under the subway system that it's running fast because the uh tunnel is insulating it and keeping it super heated quote unquote and yet stan is able to withstand it just fine (laughs) in order to take our young screenwriter to the end of the train oh my god and then they don't even follow up with him no they don't there's no- nothing yeah he saves this driver who's apparently like a would-be uh movie writer mm-hmm. or screenwriter or whatever it's the last thing and you see. there's nothing else about it there's there's not even a scene of him like 
pulling his script out of the wreckage of the cart and <laughs> handing it to fucking like some Hollywood executive and then being like, this is gold. Nothing. There's also like no payoff for Stan. Like it, it, no one yeah, says just, like, like oh, Stan saved somebody's life. Like no one says to Tommy Lee Jones, like what happened to Stan? Like there's no like, remember Stan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing. But that man was James Cameron. Yep. Thank you, Stan. Avatar. Thank you, Stan. Pace just said a movie that James Cameron made. It shows you that I've been listening. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> oh, oh, James Cameron? He's the man who did Avatar. Who did Avatar. He did Avatar and made a sub. I want to talk about La Brea Tar Pits, because there's a scene in this film where uh, they get all bubbly, and we see a little fake elephant in it, and then him ass sink slowly in there. Him ass sink? We don't, uh, we're not told anything yeah. else about about that elephant. Okay, so the La Brea Tar Pits, mm-hmm. right? These are in LA. You can go see them. There's a bunch of tar and it's like bubbling and shit. Go There's on. a bunch of like, uh, they found like old fossils and crap down there. Um, the movie <laughs> insinuates that, you know, fossils and crap. Yeah. That the, that the La Brea Tar Pits are bubbling because... It's a volcano. There's a volcano underneath it, and there's a bunch of magma. This is not. This is not true. So the La Brea tar pits are bubbling because of a bunch of decomposed biological material way under the tar uh, is making like gases, like methane gas and stuff like that, which is bubbling up. So the gases are bubbling through the tar because tar is not solid rock, and the the gas can travel through it. Is it. Not. <laughs> so. It's not because there's magma underneath it, so that's just wrong. So what is it? What is it? Asphalt? I mean, it's tar. I mean, asphalt's like man-made. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to? What? I mean, I just, I you can go to the La Brea tar pits and look at it. Yeah. What? Oh, you know what? That's how I want to go. You want to dive into the La Brea tar pits? Yeah, but like when I'm really old. You know what? I'm going to put it in my will. Wait, hold on. Dude, I'm going to put it in my pre-will. I really hope that it is La Brea Tar Pits and not L.A. Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> it is, it's La Brea. It's not L.A. Brea. Okay, good. I just had a, a second where I'm like, fuck, have I been saying this wrong? <laughs> I'm such an East Coast. You are. It's true. It's ab- absolutely incredible. <laughs> cool. Oh, it's a lowercase A. We're good, guys. We're good. <laughs> you ding dong. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking Spanish. <laughs> I know, but it's also in LA. The like, tar is what it means. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Which is actually pretty funny because that means it's hey. the tar tar pits. The tar tar pits? Mm-hmm. The tar tar uh, pits. Yeah, tar tar is, is raw, raw beef, right? I think. You know, Pace, before we talk about your raw beef, mm-hmm. you know what I think we should Again. I think we should do? We should rate this bitch. Perfect. Why don't you go first as to how you thought this movie played out in your brain? All right. Kenan, as much as I love Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, why don't you... Is that what you were doing? Wow, what a knowledge drop, Sean. Yeah, look at you. That was Beethoven's Fifth, right? Oh, my name's Sean, and I swirl uh, whiskey and drink. All right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, real good one. You really razzed me there. Uh, Razzmatazz. Listen, I watched Fantasia 2000, okay? so Wow. 
I'm sure you, I'm sure you and five people enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, me and Fraser Crane hang out all the time <laughs> and watch <laughs> watch a lot of classical music. Watch a lot of classical music. Mm-hmm. I thought about this film with my brain when I saw it with my eyes mm-hmm. uh, that it was bad, but I also really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna say that the science that in checks here out for you. is a 1.5 out of five. Uh, it's pretty yeah. bad. Um, yeah. I don't want to give it a one out of five because there have been movies with less science in them somehow, but this one it gets a lot wrong because of the core premise. But I guess like Lava's Hot, that's they got that. Like they did that. They did. They did. They do did that. do the hot lava. They thing They did really do the well hot lava, film. and they do talk about poison gas, and they do talk about pyroclast, Mag- magma, and pyrite. Yeah, and even in the scene where. The unnecessary scene where the scientist was like, don't run from the pyroclast, look at it. Okay, move. And then she's like, <laughs> you shouldn't I move until you know where it's going to go. I understand that. And like, they're like, what was the point of that scene? We could have just run really far away and we probably would have been fine. I yeah, love that right? they were trying to establish that like, well, she's a scientist, like she's a specialist on these things, meaning that she, and like we show this to the audience by her being able to say, Make sure you know where that giant lava rock is going to fall before you just flail yeah. around like an idiot. Yeah. And you're like, okay, scientist, did you really need, like, oh, fuck, it so was awful. I want to say, because of a lot, Sean's kind of getting at my next part for my entertainment rating, because I really want to give this, there are parts of this movie that make me want to give it a four out of five, because it's absolutely phenomenal. But there's so many other parts of this film that make me absolutely furious. Uh, and I can list them very quickly. One, uh, exactly what Sean described. We can't just believe that the woman scientist is smart. The movie has to tell us 900 times. Uh, <laughs> even in a scene where Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm going to leave you ladies here to discuss your books and your words. <laughs> Tommy <Yeah>. Lee Jones <laughs> has like a weird romantic thing with a woman who is half his age, which blows. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not... It is, but it's not. It's implied romantic. Like, they don't do anything. It's, it's just like very weird. Either way, it is a little weird. Then the other part I don't like about this film is there's like a whole throwaway scene about how the LAPD suddenly realizes black people are people and they decide to put out oh, their dude, homes. It's so fucking bad. It's that was that was cringeworthy to watch. Especially, I would say, in light of the current awareness of mm-hmm. the prevalence of these events mm-hmm. you're sitting there watching literally this cop i have to tell the audience just because so they know how fucking Please bad it is tell it this uh black man comes up to these cops and is like hey help us our neighborhood is on fire and the cop is like oh you're back for more because there was like an earlier random altercation between like him and some other people that the cops came to like arrest him for arguing or something arrest him for being outside this guy's like hey can you help us and the cop's like oh you're back for more and then the guy's like get out of my face and he starts like you know Mm -hmm. saying like oh fuck you're an asshole and the cop's like that's it i'm arresting you while lava yeah Yeah. is flowing down the street towards them this cop is like i'm arresting you and bring you downtown and also not helping any of the people that you came Mm -hmm. to get help for yep and then there's this like quote-unquote redemption fucking scene where the cop Ugh. undoes his handcuffs and like fine i'll let you go okay i'm busy yeah i'm busy stopping lava yeah exactly so you can go and the guy's like i'm going to help you so that like my neighborhood is okay 
And they're like, oh, look, we can all work together. It's fucking... Uh. Yeah, he was literally like, if I help you move these blocks to stop the lava, will you put out the fires in my neighborhood for my burning homes? And the cop's like, yeah, uh, maybe. And then he just like does it. And the cop's like, you know what? You are a person. Yeah, we'll put out the fires in your house. Yeah, yeah, the cop then tells the firefighters to go put out the fires in this neighborhood. And his buddy cop is like, you're a good person. I'm like, what the it's fuck? Such bullshit. So, like, it is makes no sense. That? Oh, it was so awful because so, it's trying to show like this redemption thing, and you're like, no, you fucking suck. Like this is so. <laughs> uh, to Sean's point, like this is a thing that is in a lot of movies that has been around for a while and has gotten worse recently because of the misunderstanding of how to portray racial relationships in films. But there's a phenomenon in movies, especially movies made by white people, where there are scenes of like racial disparity where then like people come together and like reach an understanding that are not actually in the movie for the people whose race like is uh being marginalized like, be- being marginalized in <laughs> yeah. the film it's there for white people so that white people can feel better right like yeah. it's yes a, a really good example of this it is like the opening to crazy rich asians which is a great film and is really important culturally important for a lot of other reasons because it's portrays an all Asian cast but in the beginning of that movie there's a scene where uh, a white couple walks in and they're addressing this uh, an Asian woman and saying like oh can you help us with our bags and she's like oh actually I own the hotel and it's like not there for anyone except for white people to be like oh she showed her yeah (laughs) it's very it's that's that's what this scene is. I had to tell the audience in case they hear our ratings and they go watch this movie that they know that it's there's some fucking buckwild nineties shit in there too. So I'm gonna give it a two out of five. For entertainment? For entertainment. I think that's okay. I think that's fair. There are okay. a couple scenes in this film where I laughed audibly. But there's a oh. lot a lot of oh, scenes yeah. in this film where I was like, God damn it, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> Pace, what did you think? Uh, I am, I think the science was bad, um, based upon the premise and the fundamental misunderstanding as to how, yeah, they got that lava was hot, but also lava hotter than they think it is. So, <laughs> That's um, true. Mm-hmm. one and a half, I like one and a half, Kenan. Yeah. It's, it was not great. Thank you. Entertainment. Oh, also one and a half. I don't like disaster films. I think they're boring. Tbh, that's, that's fair. Um, that's honestly fair. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't too invested. Um. So yeah, that's it. Okay, I I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna give the science a two out of ten because they got some lava hot stuff. Uh, and then I'm gonna give the entertainment. I'm gonna give it like a six out of ten. That's yeah, pretty good. I thought it was pretty. I mean, it's it's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. But was it entertaining? I would say it was six tenths entertaining. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> like six tenths of it. I was like Tommy Lee Jones. He's. I kind of just loved that they were like, oh, Tommy Lee Jones is just the savior of L.A. He's just the he guy. just goes in everybody who's ever around him, like cops, firemen, you know, Department of Public Works, whatever. He's just like move this here, move this here. We're going to yeah. fucking stop this lava. And everyone's like, Tommy's here. Yeah. It's just like, he's a disaster mayor. <laughs> yeah. It's so, which, which is funny because the actual mayor would be in charge of that. Right. Exactly. Stuff, I think. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So those are my ratings. Okay. Perfect. Well, 
All right. Do we have any questions? I that's what I want to know. I want to know do. if we have any questions, and I'm giving Pace time to figure out if we have questions. Yeah, we have a question. Oh, you, you have a question on Twitter. Oh, you already said that. Okay. Yeah, good. I have it ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Right. I come prepared to the uh, the show each time that we record it. I do too. I brought two beers. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so we have a question uh, from uh, Curtis Ryan to a friend of the show at Abnormal Woman on Twitter. Um, Merman asks, mm-hmm. Yellowstone, is it really going to kill us all? What's the deal? Um, are there limits to what we can study slash research inside a volcano due to temperature, safety, equipment limitations, etc.? How long could someone survive in magma, hypothetically? <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Oh hell I, yeah! I, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot it's of good talking points here. Um, so um, Yellowstone, that's oh. it, it. It is a volcano. It's a certain type of volcano. It's a super volcano. Mm-hmm. It's a super volcano. It's also known as a caldera, and a caldera is kind of like a like a, a bowl shaped like depression in. Uh, in, in like the crater where a volcano did erupt, but then like once all the magma is either expelled or like goes back down into the earth, that's like the crater that is left. Um, yeah, and there's like erosion from just like thousands of years of just like wind and shit yes. too. Yes, as as opposed to like the type of volcano that we saw in um, in the movie, which is called a cinder cone volcano. These are like the most common types, uh, and they're what you think of whenever you think of volcano, like the just the the cone, you know, the big cone, big, big with cone. lava coming out, the with top. lava coming out of it. Um, the 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 cinder cone ones, like the one in the movie, can form pretty quickly. And I, whenever I say quickly, I don't mean three days. I mean like, like maybe like on the scale of like months to years. Mm-hmm. Those those can form. Um, but so Yellowstone is a caldera. So you ask, what's the deal? What's the fucking deal? Yellowstone is not due for an eruption. And you know why it's not due for an eruption is because we don't, there's no pattern to volcanoes erupting. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> yeah. we have to monitor them. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, have, you have to monitor them. That's the one unfortunate thing about volcanoes is like, you can get a few days notice if an eruption is going to happen. Like if you think it might happen because there's increased seismic activity. So you're like, okay, like there's been some earthquakes shit's moving around underground so maybe something will come out of this volcano but that's really yeah. all you have so right right so until until that happens we don't know but i mean yellowstone hasn't erupted in like uh, uh 70, years approximately okay. yeah okay so it's it's erupt it erupted two million years ago 1.3 million years ago and then 0.6 million years ago so like on average it's about a little over ever every like every seven hundred thousand years, um. So, so no, we're not due based upon those numbers. But then also those numbers don't mean anything. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not like it's on a fucking schedule. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. just like happened right. to have happened. You know, yes. like yeah. yeah, and and also like I think in regards to like caldera explosion, like there are actually a fuckload of calderas everywhere. Um, yes, and, like this is this is not something that's wildly out of place. I mean, I think the largest the largest caldera that is known, I think, is the one in Toba, um, Toba. Uh, which is an Indonesian volcano. Um, and if it's not the largest caldera, it's certainly the largest known ex- eruption in the past 25 million years. Um, but also, 
people live there and it's like not a not a big deal so i i I mean it's one of those things where like if we if we made any sort of alterations to our lifestyle based on where we thought volcanoes were going to be no one could live on planet earth yeah yeah i mean like there are some areas that are less volcanically active but it's also like Yellowstone, if Yellowstone had like a massive eruption, it would cover most of the US in a lot of problems. Yeah. Like so yeah. You can't not I mean, live yeah, we'd on... probably be fucked in a lot of ways, but also we have bigger problems. Yeah. Well, I mean to your to your point when Toba erupted, like there was a volcanic win- winter that that happened that s- people think caused a population bottleneck and may have reduced the number of people on planet Earth down to around 20,000 people. There's a lot of like anthropological information out there that suggests this, although there's like competing evidence suggesting it with like environmentally sensitive species. But to that, the point remains that like, yeah, it would be a huge fucking problem, but there's not really anything yeah. that we can do about it to predict it or think that it would even happen. Or even yeah. if we could predict it, what do what do you then what are you gonna do? do? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. So, but hey, Kenan, this is all like you know. I this get is, that people are curious, but we need to get to the fucking real. This is why geologists make so much money as well, just to point that out. So, True, because people are afraid um, of dying in a volcano. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um and Pace, guys, we got to get yeah. to the real crux. How yeah. long can you fucking survive in magma? Oh, <laughs> oh, I want to hear. I want to hear some impressions from you guys. I want to know how long you think we'd last in magma. Well, all right. Here's an impression. Ready? Okay. Okay. Hey, is that is that? <laughs> That's about correct in regards uh, to yeah. time. Yeah. That's about that was, right. that was that pretty good? Yeah. I mean, that was uh, me playing the role right. of man dying in magma. That was you. I liked the Foley work. I liked uh, everything about that. That was better than the Wilhelm scream. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I think about that long. What was that? Two seconds? Two yeah. seconds. I mean, I think like very specifically, it also depends on what type of magma, right? Like, if you fall into a volcano, you're going to die before you hit the volcano, like the base sure. of the volcano. You're like, actually not dying from magma. Right. I mean, you're just going You're going to pass out, you're going to cook, and then, you know, you'll v- effectively vaporize as you sink into the magma. Um, now, that said, if you are engulfed by very slow-moving molten rock, it would take you a lot longer to die. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you will light on fire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, and it would happen but from the You back would burn forward. to death. Yeah. I think, like, one thing to note, especially about this movie, like, if we take a look at how the lava actually looks uh, in the film, uh, based on what we know about, like, um, how, how lava moves and how hot it is uh, compared to what we saw in the film versus what we see in, like, Hawaii, where you have, like, mostly basalt-type lava flows... The ones in this film are bright red, implying they're extremely hot and they're not forming a crust on the top. So, obviously, these would be way hotter. Everything around them would immediately catch on fire and you'd die. Now, if you're caught in, like, a basalt flow, then, yeah, it would creep up on you and you would die kind of like the... uh, um, Hold on, I'm going to pull Christopher Lloyd in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he gets run over by a steamroller. Ah, yes. Oh man! Okay. What a poll. Thank you. Neat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for the question. Merci. You wouldn't enjoy it either way. It would be pretty fucking fast either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd probably um, also just pass out from the pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Is that it? Is that our question? I think that's it. People, the people wanted this question and we answered it. We did it. Mm, I guess that's. Okay. I guess that's all we have for our podcast. There's nothing else. 
You know, I have a. There's nothing oh, else fuck, that we do. You're right. God, hold on. <laughs> there's hold nothing on, else that we do. <laughs> hold there's on. There's not a single thing. thing. God, there's got to be so many good fucking quotes. I'm so ready right now. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't. Sean. I, I didn't even look. You didn't show go. up prepared him. to do our show today, did you? <laughs> I always look up the quotes last minute. I read them off Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenan, I'm so glad you reminded me. We got to do the quotes. And <sighs> I think you got a jingle. In the in the fucking tank, yeah. ready to unleash right, on us. All right, listen. I want you to know that I came up with this jingle as fast as humanly possible for you because I, every time I feel I try and avoid uh, you doing this, uh, but uh, it never works. So um, you're right. I'm unstoppable. All right, here we go. All right, hold on. <clears throat> but now. <laughs> who's that walking down the way it's sean crossing and he's here to say some dumb shit that was in volcano when he gets angry he looks like a tomato every episode we try to avoid the sick whenever he brings it up i always try to neg quote quote riot riot Follow that, Sean. Follow that. Thank you. Hey, Kenan. Thank you so much for that wonderful rendition of Zoot Suit Riot by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> fuck that name. All right. The quote for... Mm-hmm. Fuck. The quote for Volcano on Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. We got a back and forth between Tommy Lee Jones and his daughter. Oh, Tommy says, I can't leave you here after an earthquake. And she says, Dad, I'm 13 years old and I know what to do. He says, okay, what do you do? Get into a door frame, stick your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> and that is the quote. Cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's decent. That's not bad. Pretty good quote. It was, a, it was a, funny, uh, a funny quote in the midst of realizing that Tommy Lee Jones has no idea to effectively how to effectively communicate with his daughter. That's, yep. yeah, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Tommy. All right. Poor Tommy. He was a bad actor. Next episode. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Mm. I think we got some ideas. We we came up with some ideas. I suggested that we do um, Bubble Boy 2, Electric electric Bubbleoo. Pace was saying that we should do the live action Yogi Bear movie, but I think out of all the suggestions, yours was the best. Yeah, so um, instead of suggesting terrible non-existent movies or just terrible extant movies, I was thinking in light of some of the recent events, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, obviously we are three white guys who don't exactly have the best perspectives on stuff like that. And most of the movies we cover are, you know, mainstream movies. So what we thought we should do is cover a movie that has a slightly different perspective. So... This movie is called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, mm-hmm. um, and it is based on a book, and it's essentially a, it's not a documentary, but it's like a biography of this woman, Henrietta Lacks, who had cervical cancer, and her cells from her cervical cancer were taken and used by scientists uh, for research, and they still are used today. So we still, I mean, I don't have them, but scientists in our field and fields similar to ours have uh, cells called HeLa cells, which are derived from this woman's um, cancer cells. And they were taken without consent. She doesn't, I don't think she, there was any idea from the family that these cells were not until used like, for research or anything like that mm-hmm. until 20 years know, the, after her death. Is yeah, 20 years out. after her death. So 
we're going to go and watch this movie, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and also, just from from us to you, in light of all the events going on, especially as three white guys who have been doing a lot of research recently, I would encourage you to research some black history on your own time uh, when you're not listening to doing other stuff. Um, it's been very informative and pretty eye-opening to me because I honestly don't read a lot of history. You'll find with most scientists, they're just all in on science and they really don't do other stuff. And I really don't read history. And I realized that I've been missing a large amount of historical information about the history of our country and the roles of the police and the government in suppressing black individuals. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all speak to that, that we, you know, obviously aren't as educated as we should be on those things. So I encourage you to, above all else, talk to someone who knows about it and research it for yourself, because research is really the the way that you are able to arm yourself with knowledge against these things. Yeah. Yep. So truth. I know we're always saying that uh, anecdotal data is not useful in, in publications, but this is the case where it actually is. So do yourself a favor and listen to voices. Right. Um, there's a hashtag trending on Twitter right now called black and the ivory that consists of a large number of black scientists and academics talking about their experiences in academia, in their fields of science and some of the racial discrimination that they've experienced by the systems and by other people. So get on Twitter, start start up a Twitter, make sure you change your username so that there's not a bunch of numbers at the end of it or people are going to think you're like a MAGABot uh, and then they'll report you. Um, but then find the hashtag and listen. Yep. And then I want to thank, again, thank all the listeners for listening to the show. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. I'd like to thank Otis McDonald for the use of his song Third Eye Blimp as the intro and outro of our podcast. And... <laughs> while sean burps are, uh if you'd you like okay? to get sean <laughs> sorry that LaCroix is coming back <laughs> if you'd like to get a question <laughs> on the show please uh go to our website at www.realsciencecast.com where you'll find links to all of our social media uh we're on twitter and instagram at real science cast you can hit our gmail at real at gmail.com uh and then you can also go to our facebook page uh if you're over the age of 55 uh, just go up to the little search bar, type in Real Science Cast, and we'll show up. We're the one that talks about science and movies. Um, That's us. And then if you have a cat-related question, hit us up at realsciencecats at gmail.com, and we'll forward those out there to those cool, cool guys at the Real Science Cats podcast. I think that's all for this week. Pace, did you want to say anything that sounds like it's scripted, but we're trying to do it ad hoc? Uh, You know what we don't do what? a lot? What? We talk about where you can find us on social media. I just... Kenan literally just said that. No, no, I mean us as individuals. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay. Let's do. Yeah, yes. you know what? Let's do that. Let's. Talk we about haven't done that in a while. Social media. Yeah. We Pace, where do can that. people find you? Oh, you can find me at Michael C. Pace on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I will engage with you. Do you have an Instagram? I do. It's also Michael C. Pace. I don't post on it, but I'm happy to just you know follow you and look at all your stories that really matter to everyone. Instagram is popping, which is unfortunate <laughs> because so genuine. Michael. <laughs> Adam, can it work? Can people find people you? can find me on all forms of media at LOL Kenan. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I I'll post my switch code. Follow me on Twitter. I'll post my switch code. We can just play nice. Animal Crossing. Yo, actually play Animal Crossing with me and tell me if your turnip prices are good. Uh, I'm not really on social media that much. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Okay. If you want to see pictures of my cat with a really derpy tooth, I basically <laughs> exclusively post that on Instagram. Nice. Um, I have a Facebook, but I don't really check it that often. I mostly use it uh, to manage the Real Science Cast page. And for those of you Facebook who check dumb, that frequently, so. 
you know that I don't get on Facebook that often. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll talk to yeah. Sean and maybe we can make a uh, uh, Instagram specifically for his cat, which people fucking love. So I think that's basically what my Instagram's turning into. I should just make it like Mowgli Derp Tooth or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. should do that. You should. We'll promote it on our podcast. Okay, yep. perfect. Well, and we'll promote it on Real Science Cats also. Yeah, perfect. Yes. <laughs> all right, I think uh, that's all we okay. got. I think that's everything. Okay, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. My name is Kenan Smith. My name is Sean Crossan. I'm Michael Pace. And remember, uh, Black Lives Matter and Volcano doesn't. <laughs> you said it, man. <laughs>